Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. the benefits of waiting on the Lord. Somebody say the benefits. We're going to talk about the benefits of waiting on the Lord. Oftentimes, an employer will provide this comprehensive benefits package. It's in addition to their salary, in addition to what they tell you that they're going to pay you, but they'll give you this package, and it's intended to attract you or to retain you as an employee. Some benefits can include what? Health insurance. Some benefits can include vacation, paid time off, sick leave, annual leave, whatever you want to call it. That's a benefit. Somebody say a benefit. Some benefits include a 401k or a retirement plan. And some even include short-term disability. Google is famous for its over-the-top benefits. Everybody want to work at Google. Google gives lunches out to them that come from a professional chef. They give out bi-weekly chair massages. Who want to work at Google? (laughs) They give out yoga classes and haircuts. You ain't even got to leave your job. They'll cut your hair. (laughs) Somebody says, I need an application. Twitter employees are not disappointed either because Twitter gets catered lunches Three catered lunches, three catered meals per day. Not lunches, three catered meals per day. They have an on-site acupuncturist to help to relieve the stress, and they even give them improv classes to help them loosen up. That's benefits. Somebody say benefits. In fact, there was a recent survey that declared that 60% of the people who actually decide where they're going to work at make their decision based upon the benefits package. The benefits, the benefits. Somebody say there's benefits. David in our text can attest that while the pay may not look so good, (laughs) that God has some benefits. There are benefits in waiting on the Lord. There are some advantages. There are some gains. There is some value in waiting on the Lord. Last week we said that we had to do what? Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and then what? Wait some more. Keep waiting. So today David is saying, you might not see them now, but he's saying, I can give you a rundown of the benefits. He says, I can give you a report and let you know that there are some great benefits in waiting on the Lord. The truth is, you might not want the job. I mean, who, who wants to be sick? Who, who, who wants to go through sickness and disease? You might say, that's, that's just not worth it. Who, who wants to have tragedy? Who wants to experience the lows? We always want to experience the highs, the highs, the highs. Who wants to experience the bad? Every time, we, you want all the good. You know, not just the good. And the, said, just give me the good, God. You can keep the bad. You can keep the bad. You can hold back the bad. So who, who, who wants the job? But David says that, If you would take the job, 
I'm declaring to you that there are some benefits in waiting on the Lord. Timothy told Paul in 2 Timothy 2, he says, to endure, endure, endure. He said, join me in suffering like a good soldier for Jesus Christ. He says, endure hardships because he understood that the job, the task that was before him was going to be difficult. But he says, if you would just endure the hardship of a good soldier, then you're going to have the crown of a victor. Somebody say benefits. So this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the benefits. Just going to tell your neighbor, God's got a benefit package for you. <laughs> oh, if you don't shout with me, I'm going to shout all by myself. Because I can tell you right now, the job is rough. The job is difficult. The job is hard. Somebody say, it's hard out here. Somebody used to say that. Oh, I better not say that song right there. Cause <laughs> That's not a good song. Somebody say, hold that one. All my 70s, 80s, y'all know what I was going to hold. Say, hold that one, Pastor. So I'm just going to say like the kids say, it's hard out here in these streets. Just going keep it, to keep it right, keep it, keep it, keep it right, keep it right, keep it right, keep it right. But God's got a benefits package for you. Well, let's look at it. 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 The first thing, the first thing that David says is, I'm going to give them to you like this. God will be disposed to your desire. God will be disposed to your desire. That's your first benefit. You say, Pastor, where, where is that at? Where is that at? Well, let's look at verse 1. Look, verse 1. The first thing David said, David says, I did my part. He said, I did what I was supposed to do. I waited patiently. He says, now, now, now notice there's, a, there's an ad from last week. Last week, all we had to do was what? Wait. But when David came to pick up his benefits package, he says, I'm here to pick it up because not only did I wait, but I waited <laughs> he says, I waited patiently. That word patiently really causes an emphasis or shows the intensity of waiting. That word patiently would be like he said, I waited, waited. Just in case you want to know, I waited, waited, I, I waited, waited. The word there means that to tie together, to bind up, to twist, to bring. In other words, he says, I took all my mind, my will, my emotion, all of me, and I wrapped it up and I waited on the Lord. When things wanted to get away, I said, uh-uh, uh-uh, self, we're going to wait on the Lord. When it looked like my mind wanted to run away, I said, no, 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 come here, mind, come here, come here. I'm bringing everything back together. And he said, I waited patiently on the Lord. I waited patiently on the Lord. And look what he says. He says, I waited and he, somebody said, and he, and he inclined to me. He was disposed to me. He heard my cry. In other words, he was disposed to my desire. He was inclined. Somebody say inclined to me. I like that word because I want you to get the picture. David is talking about the fact that he was in a pit. And I'm going to talk to you about the pit in just a moment. But listen, inclined means that God saw me in the pit. And inclined means he leaned over and he looked at me. But not only did he lean over and look, but he says he heard me. He heard my cry. He said he inclined. In other words, he bent towards me. 
You know, you heard Bishop William Murphy sing the song. He said he is leaning in my direction, direction. David says, I was down in the pit and God leaned over. He didn't just walk past me, but he leaned over. And not only did he lean over, but he heard my cry. It would be like a baby. I don't know if you've ever seen a baby, a baby crying and a baby just so has so much anxiety or so much fear and frustration. And all of a sudden, their parent, the mother or father comes in the room and the crying ceases. The crying stops because they know that not only does the parent see them, but the parent hears them. They know that mama or daddy is going to respond to what my need is. See, that hearing there doesn't just mean that God was listening. It means that he heard and he did something about it. He looked over, he saw me crying, and he responded. He answered my prayer, and he gave me what I wanted. He says that God peeked over, that God bent in there. He paid close attention. He responded to me. He says, you're crying, but I'm telling you that there is a benefit in your waiting on God. Some of you right now might be in the pit. I don't know. I'm in the pit. You in the pit? All God's children go in the pit sometime. You get a pit, I get a pit. All God's children get a pit. If you ain't in the pit right now, you might be going to a pit or just came out of one. So all God's children ought to know what the pit experience is. You know what the pit feels like. But he says that you're over in the pit and I'm leaning. I hear you. I love what he says in Jeremiah. He said in Isaiah, he says, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are speaking, I will hear. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't have any knowledge of. You down in the pit and you don't even know what's going on. But God said, you just cry out to me and I'm going to show you. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm down in the pit, you're down in the pit and you're crying. You don't understand. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what this is. It makes no sense. But he says, you just call unto me. I'm going to show you. You don't have no idea about this. You don't understand this. You don't know what's going on. Psalm 105, and I, I love it. He says in 105, he says that he wants you to seek his face. Because in the pit, when God looks over, before he gives him favor, he shows him his face. Uh-huh. Y'all got y'all just come on and go with me. Just come on and go with me. He shows him his face. And I want you to understand something about the face. See, the face is a place of presence. The face is a place of power. It's a place where you get intimate. You know, sometimes people say that they want to meet with you. And, and sometimes they say, I'm going to call you. You say, no, 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 no. I don't want you to call me. I want to meet face to face. You want to meet face to face because you understand that when we're together, when we're present, we can hear each other. We can see each other. We can talk on a level of intimacy. He said God was intimate with me because he showed me his face. 
that faces a place of presence. It's a face of place of power. You've been waiting on the Lord. And I'm telling you that God is going to show you his face. <laughs> Some of y'all ain't down further enough in the pit. Oh, because you think that you about to see you. You trying to climb. You trying to get out. So you're not thinking about his face. But I don't know about you. I said, show me your face, God. Show me your face. I need to see your face in this. Come on, God. Come on. Get a little closer to me. I want to feel you breathe. I want to hear you talk, God. I want to know what it is you're saying. Get a little closer to me, God. Show me your face. Show me your face. Did all I was supposed to do, God. I don't know what's going on right now. God, we need to come on. I need we right here, God. We need to be right here. Me and you. Me and you, God. Me and you, God. Me and you. Face, 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 face to face. Face to face, face to face. So the first benefit is David says that he will dispose, he will be disposed to your desire, to your desire, to your desire. Here's the second benefit, the second benefit. He says God will deliver you from your dilemma. You ought to shout right there. You ought to shout right there, just the ideal, just to know that God is going to deliver. He says he will deliver you out of your dilemma. Now, 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 notice in the verse, notice in the verse, notice in the verse, verse 2, verse 2. He says in verse 1 that he was disposed, but verse 2, he says he also. So in other words, in case you didn't know, this is an additional benefit. (laughs) He's stacking the package. He's stacking the package. He said he also brought me up out of the pit. What did he say? He brought me up out of the pit. No, no, no. What did he say? A horrible pit. (laughs) It wasn't just any old pit. He said he brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He says God delivered me. Let me help you to understand what a pit looks like, a a pit is a shaft in the ground. It's, it's an opening. It, it, it's a hole. It, it, it's a deep hole. Somebody say deep. It, it, it's a deep hole. It's a hole that some call it a cistern because it was a place where you would hold the winter water at. It's a place of storage or a place where grain would be held at. He says, I'm down inside of this pit now. Now, this pit was hewn out of stone and the stone was soft. So you can imagine when water gets into a stone and gets into a place that's soft. You can imagine what's going to happen. You're going to start having some miry clay. It's going to get a little muddy down in there. It's going to get a little dirty down in there. It's going to get in a place where you want to get out, but you can't get out. Because every time you seem to try to lift your foot up, it's like you just keep sliding down. Every time you want to come out, it seems like, you know, you you go into the doctor, they said everything was all right. And then the miry clay start pulling you down again. And they said, you got to come back. Uh, You looked at the child and you thought we were on the right path. And next thing you know, everything's wobbling up. You're trying to get out, but you keep slipping down. He said, but God delivered me out of my dilemma. He, he brought me out of the pit. He, he delivered me. Come on, somebody say, he delivered me. And many of you would cry at night because some of you are in a pit, not because you chose to be in a pit. You in a pit like Joseph because somebody threw you in. Yeah. 
You in a pit because somebody's jealous of you. You in a pit because somebody don't like your colors. They don't like how you shine. They don't like how you come to work and bling. They don't like how you look good. They don't like who you are. They don't like the favor that's in your life. And so they threw you in the pit. Some of you in the pit because of envy. You in, in because of envy. You in a place where somebody just doesn't like what you got because they want it. You in the pit. You've been trying to. You've been trying to get out. You've been trying to get out. Some of you in the pit because you chose to go in the pit. You went in the pit because you thought this was the place that you needed to be. But what you didn't understand is that while you might have gotten over in a pit, you, you you couldn't get yourself back out. Uh-huh. Let me let me tell you. I remember we lived on Woodlawn Avenue. So I don't know how old I was, but I know we lived on Woodlawn Avenue. I know the city bus used to come down this street, Woodlawn, Woodlawn in Connecticut, in Connecticut. And I remember one time I had to be in high school, so I might have been in the ninth grade, so I had to be in high school. I remember I was dating this guy named Orlando Manuel Crespo. Do I bless Espanol? Un poquito. Como se llama? He was a cool dude. He was a cool dude. Oh, he was so cool. But he was like a junior. I might have been a freshman. He might have been a junior, just going into his junior year. And my mother said, no, you can't date him. No, no. She said, what? No. So I made a decision one day, Chantel, that uh, I was going out with Orlando. He said we was going to the pizza parlor. You know, Puerto Ricans like pizza too, right? So I waited for everybody to get settled. And um, I went to the window, and I lifted the top portion of the window down. I said, I'm going to go out the top. That way, if mama come in, she won't be able to see that the window has been opened. So I'm going to climb out the top, you know, and climb out the top. So I got the little piece from the bump bed, you know, the little ladder from the bump bed. Climbed up, climbed up. And then I realized, I said, oh, 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 I'm making, I'm making too much noise. So let me take my shoes off because I don't want to hit the window and break nothing. So I get up on the ladder with no shoes all dressed up going out to see Orlando. You see it coming, don't you? You see it coming, Marcus. And I climb out the window. And when I get out the window, I realize I ain't got on no But remember, I climbed out the top, so I couldn't get the bottom up. So I'm standing there thinking, got to be able to get, why you can't get the bottom? It's the same window, can't get, and I'm just trying to, and I can see his car go back down the hill again. I'm like, oh, man, I ain't got no shoes. So I say, well, you know, I'm just going to have to go. I'm just going to have to go. And so I run out to the street, and I say, I say, oh, no, we can't go to the pizza place because I ain't got no shoes on. See, I wanted to get back into the house, but I could not lift myself up and go back in the window because now I was down in the pit. Some of y'all doing crazy stuff like me. You thought that you could go up and go out. You thought sneaking in the next room, making plans to be with them. So I'm going to say that's talking, talking on the telephone. Come on, y'all know that. Wilson, who's that? Wilson who? Wilson Pickett, they got him. 
You're doing crazy stuff. But you done got over in the pit and can't get yourself out. Some of, some of you in a, in a pit of depression. You're just down, down, down in, in, a, in a pit where you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen. And so you've gotten down into this pit, you got into this pit, in this place where you can't hardly think. But can I tell you something? Some of you have been stuck for a long time, but God is bringing you out. He said, you wait on me and you wait patiently and God is going to bring you out of the pit of depression. God is going to bring you out of the pit of despair, the pit of disappointment where you've been hoping and waiting on this and things just not looking like you want them to look. God said, I'm going to bring you out of disappointment and I'm going to bring you into your destiny. Somebody said, he's bringing me out. David said, I waited patiently on the Lord and he delivered me from my dilemma. But here's another benefit. Here's another benefit. God will determine your durability. Oh, my God, my God, my God. You said, Pastor, where you see that at? It's in the second verse, too. It's down in the B part. It's down in the B part, in the B part. He said, and he set my feet up on a rock and established my steps. See, some of you have been trying to deliver yourself. And as a result, there is no stability. There is no consistency. Every time you look up, you keep slipping down because we can't deliver ourselves. We can't make it happen. He says that God delivered me. He brought me out. He placed my feet on a rock and he established my steps. Only God can bring stability. Only God can bring safety. Only God can be security. Your bank account can't do it. That's why you're in that situation again. See, because you was running after that money. You was thinking that if you only had. How many people say, you know, oh, if I only had just a little more money. If I only just had just a little more of this, I, I could make it. I could do it. But God said, what you need done, your bank account can't do it. What you need done, the doctors can't do it. What you need, your boss can't help you with. I don't care how many times you grin, you smile, you think you got to climb the corporate ladder and do this and do that. He said, what you need, only I can do. Only I can do. He said, because God, he places your feet on a rock. How many of you know that a rock is Jesus? How many of you know that a rock is you? He said, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. It can't hold you, but God can. I don't know about you, but I want to run around the building. I want to run around because I know that I've tried so many things before. I've looked at so many people, but he says, only God can lift you up and place your feet on a solid rock. Oh, my God, my God, that rock is Jesus. He is the only one. He is your sustainer. He is your security. He is your strength. That rock is Jesus. Oh, my God. My God, my God, my God. Your friends can't do it. Only Jesus can do it. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Somebody said nobody but Jesus. Buddha can't do it. I don't care how much you rub his belly. Buddha can't do it. Only Jesus. 
my salvation. He is, listen, listen, listen. He is the stone that the builders rejected, but he holds everything up. He's the chief cornerstone, and I got to have that rock. He's our stabilizer. Because you're in a sticky situation. <laughs> you on a slippery slope. You on a slippery slope. You on a slippery slope. I see you. But God says you need the rock. But then David says there's another benefit. Oh, God. There's another benefit. He said God will cause you to discover a right devotion. <laughs> God will cause you to discover a right devotion. You say, Pastor, where, 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 where you see that at? Where you see that at? Verse 3. Verse 3. Verse 3. He says, I will give you a new devotion. I love this benefit because sometimes we don't know what to say when we're going through. Sometimes we start singing the problem instead of singing praise. We get on the phone and tell everybody about what's going on. He said, but one of the benefits of waiting on God is that he going to give you a new song. He said, he has put a new song in my mouth. And when I sing that song, I said, praise to our God. I said, no matter what's going on, I'm walking around singing all day. Praise to our God. Praise to our God. He said, the doctor said, I don't know if you're going to get well. Praise to our God. He said, I don't know what's going to happen to that child. Praise to our God. He said, I don't know if your marriage is going to fall apart. Praise to our God. I don't know whether or not you're going to get a job or if you're going to be able to eat. Praise to our God. He said, no matter what was going on, he put a new song in my mouth and he started me to sing it something that sounded so good all I could say was praise to our God hey some of y'all been singing about the situation he said stop singing about that and sing about my salvation just say praise to our God you get that call in the midnight night hour you just say praise to our God Oh, my God. He says, all I want you to do, I'm going to give you a new song. He says, like, I'm going to put the words in your mouth. Because you don't know what to say, so I'm going to give you the words to say. So you don't even have to think about it. When it comes up, all I want you to say is praise to our God. He said, that's one of the benefits. One of the benefits. I don't have to think about it. All I got to say, praise to our God. He says, I'm giving you a new song. I'm causing you to sing something else. Isaiah says, for I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea and its waves roar. I have put my words in your mouth and have covered you with the shadow of my hand to establish the heavens, to found the earth, and to say to Zion, you are my people. So you ain't got to worry about nothing. Praise to our God. He says, I'm going to give you a new, a new song because deliverance produces praise. Deliverance produces praise. When you are delivered, you ought to want to give God some praise. When God brings you through, you ought to want to tell God, thank you. 
When God supplies all of your needs, you ought to want to throw your hands up and say praise to our God. You ask the woman who had been delivered from selling her body and from walking the streets. You ask her to say, why would you pour out that oil on him? Because all that God had done to deliver her and bring her out caused her to give God praise. Deliverance produces praise. Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If God has delivered you from the hand of the enemy, you ought to give him praise. If God has set you free, you ought to give him praise. If God has healed your body, you ought to give him praise. If God has saved your marriage, you ought to give him praise. You ought to say, thank you, God. And just in case you say, I haven't seen it yet, I tell you, you ought to go ahead and dance in advance. You ought to go ahead and thank him in advance. You ought to say, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know what it looks like. But God, I'm going to go ahead and give you praise. I don't know how you're going to do it, God. But I'm going to go ahead because you said you're going to do it. I'm going to sing a new song and I'm going to give you praise. Some of you came in this morning, your head was so bowed down, but I guarantee you, if you go ahead and dance in advance, God will do it on your behalf. Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God. Come on, some of y'all been delivered. Come on, you was on drugs and alcohol, and God brought you out. You ought to say praise to our God. You're looking at the kids on the street. You want to say, if God did it for me, he can do it for them. Somebody ought to just go on and get a praise break. I know you ought to run around the building. That's all that God has done for you. That's how he's blessed you. You ought to break up in a praise. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.